What's good, everyone? This is Cheech from the Black Baseball Mixtape. I want to start this podcast off by wishing everyone a very happy new year. We have made it to 2023. I hope this is the year for you. I know it's going to be the year for us over here at the Mixtape. I'm very excited about the year that's coming up and what we've got going on. I will ask anybody that follows the podcast, anyone that follows the site, please subscribe anywhere podcasts are available, whether it's Apple, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are available, please subscribe and please leave a review. It really goes a long way to getting our podcast out there and getting our message to support black baseball out everywhere. I'm going to pull you behind the curtain for just a second to let you know the first guest of the year is Bruce Maxwell. It's a dream interview for me. Bruce is somebody that I've always wanted to speak to ever since I heard his story and watched him take a knee in support of social justice and all the things that have happened in the years after since 2017 since he took the knee. It is an incredible, incredible interview, conversation. It is awesome. I think you're really going to enjoy it. However, I've got to take you behind the curtain and let you know a little bit about what happened and why the interview is structured the way it is. Bruce and I probably talked for, I'd probably say about a half an hour before we kind of hit the official record button to start the podcast. So I've broken the interview up into two parts. The first part, part one, you'll hear immediately following this is probably about, like I said, about 30 minutes after we were already talking about some really important topics. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to circle back in a few days, post part two, let you hear that conversation as well. I've, I've, I've talked it over with Bruce and he's really cool with it and some really good stuff in there. But this interview, the the kind of 35, 40 minutes you're going to hear is part one of a two-part amazing interview. And it was just kind of an amazing conversation, a free-flowing conversation, something that you can only get if you're really talking to someone that is, is being authentic and letting people know how he really feels on some really important topics. So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. I had a blast having a conversation with Bruce, um, and I hope you enjoy it. It is the Black Baseball Mixtape. It is part one of the interview with Bruce Maxwell. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. This is the first interview we are going to have in 2023. I'm glad you made it. I made it. We're all here for now, but look, always, always send those prayers up to those that you're thinking about, because hopefully this year is the year for you. Uh, as always, the mixtape is brought to you by the Family Podcast Network, and I'm going to quickly tell you a quick, I guess, it's not a story, but a, a, a quick wish, if you will, that I put out in the air at the end of last year, the beginning of this year, and some of you really, really did help me with it on social media. I asked to my Instagram audience, uh, to followers of the podcast, who we wanted to see in 2023 on the Black Black, Black Baseball Mixtape. I made my list. 
you guys sent me a bunch of your list. And I will say one of the names on my list, and he's been on my radar for a number of years, is Bruce Maxwell. Bruce is an 11-year pro in baseball. Uh, You may have been following Bruce's journey that has taken him all over the world playing baseball. He's from Huntsville, Alabama. And most people will know Bruce as a person that took a stand when no one else would take a stand. Bruce is the first player in Major League Baseball to take a knee for social justice. I followed the story. And when I followed this story, I followed it uh, part in awe, thinking of my ancestors, but part in rage, thinking about all the things that Bruce had to go through after taking a stand for what was clearly, clearly right. And he's continued his baseball career. He's playing now for in Mexico. They're about to go into the second round of the playoffs. He's starting catching for the Quineros. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said it right. Bruce, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are a dream interview for me. And I, I really, really appreciate the time. Welcome to the Black Baseball Mixtape. Hey, appreciate the invite, man. Never. That's a. That's the strongest introduction I ever got. Hey, man, it's probably too long. I probably got to cut it out. (laughs) But, man, I really, really appreciate uh, you. And we've we've been chopping it up. And so the intro will come. And then you'll probably hear, the audience will probably hear some of our our conversation that we've been running the gamut, talking about black baseball, talking about your experience. But I do want to start just asking you now. You're playing in Mexico. You're you're in the postseason. You've played now two seasons, two full seasons in Mexico. Um, and, and you've been kind of all over the place playing. How are you feeling? How's the game going? Are you enjoying the game of baseball, my man? Um, everything, I mean, now is going well. I've uh, fully recovered from Tommy John. Um, you know, this summer was a little bit rough uh, coming back early uh, to play. Uh, but I'm now I'm fully recovered um outside of just being a little bit tired um just because it's my first year playing all year long mm-hmm. um i feel great man baseball's going well um i've had the opportunity i've gotten the opportunity uh down here to lead this team uh, as a first year uh, player for them um catching wise and so um it's going well it's going well um been grinding all year learning about myself um probably had the the driest spell of offensively um, mm. this winter in my whole career. Um, mm. I've learned a lot about myself um, in good and bad ways. Um, but everything's going well, man. We travel, um, we play. I play, I wear a lot of different uniforms. And, but at the end <laughs> of the day, I enjoy the journey. And I'm just thankful that I can wake up every day and my, my, my limbs work and allow me to continue to play and and to, to influence people around me. I was going to ask you about the knees because we're, you know, we're talking about pro ball, but you've been, you've been catching your whole career, right? Your whole, your whole life. Basically. Yeah. 11, and, 11 years, man. I, uh, my knees are actually pretty, pretty solid. Pretty, pretty good. Solid. I, don't, I don't, I don't have any, um, I don't have any knee issues, man. Thank God. That's awesome. Um, I, That's um, awesome. I, I have good hips and I take care of myself <laughs> on a daily basis. So, it's not. It could be definitely could be worse. For those for those of us who don't know, um, we've seen kind of some of the the winter ball spectacle. If it is you're wearing a World Baseball Classic hoodie, we've seen. Uh, for we'll we'll get into that in a little bit as well. 
But what are the major differences in regards to atmosphere and fandom when it comes to baseball in Mexico versus baseball in the States? Uh, people. Um, my wife's laughing. Um, but people uh, down here, man, they take it more serious and they engage with it more. Um, I don't I don't think I've. Actually. In uh, a few moments in the big leagues, I feel like we have more fans here on both teams I play for mm. than the average in the major leagues. That's crazy. I, I truly, I truly do. They they're more passionate about it. They're more engaged with it. They're more uh, attentive at the game. They're more um, aware at the game. Like like it, it's just it's just different, man. It's it's like we're let. I mean. Don't get me wrong. We're the the imports. Like you know, you, each team has a limit of imports, so not okay. Mexican players. Um, but at the same time, and my my wife can attest to this. Like I can't go anywhere down here without somebody knowing who I am. That's crazy. And don't get me wrong. I don't blend in. Like, <laughs> but but we'll it's every well, it's it's every, <laughs> especially in the summer though. Like with how well I've done down here and, and the team that I've been on uh, with my teammates that I've had, um, we, we don't blend in, man. And it's, mm. and it's awesome. Like I could, I spent parts of three years in Oakland and I could walk around the city of Oakland and nobody know who I was. What, what do you like better? Do you like uh, kind um, of the, being anonymous or being known everywhere you go? Uh, I think it just depends on what I'm doing. <laughs> like if, good, like if good I'm answer, going to, good answer. Well, I mean, if I'm going to dinner with my wife, I'd, I'd sometimes rather be invisible. Right. But at the same time, like it's it's good because majority of the people you know that come at me are like kids and <laughs> like this that, and the other, and, and it's like you know I do community work out here uh, usually every summer. Um, I work with kids in you know in in my home city. And, uh, you know, I coach them. I, I show up on the weekends and I coach. And so it feels awesome to be able to give back to a community that's given me the chance to 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 be someone and be myself, really. Um, I never truly got that opportunity um, in the States to kind of come into my own and, and call a city that I played in home, you know, because the turnover so quick. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, dude, down here, it's it's just, they, I feel like they treat us with more respect and they value us a little more. Um, but also at the same time, I've never had a time where I had to go to the field and be someone else. Is um, is baseball the number one sport in Mexico, or is there other sports? Uh, it's that probably it's probably, it's probably football. Is yeah, international football, but soccer. But it's up there. It's up there. But it's huge. I mean, yeah, it's huge down here because you have summer league and winter. Right. Like, and they're you play different. Yeah, different cities. So, um, I mean, it's just a big thing down here, man. They, they, they. Uh, the attention we get is is monumental, but at the same time, we also get the same amount of support. Um, you know, they lean, they they get imports, and normally are your you know everyday players because it's you know they tend to pay us more, and so mm-hmm. they require us to play more. Um, but the respect and the the fandom down here is it's huge, bro. Like it's. It's 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 crazy. Like we had the first game of playoffs just the other day. I'm in a small town in Sinaloa, and uh, our home our home place, and we had twelve thousand 
fans in our first game of the playoffs. That's crazy. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, like 12,000. Like, I can't tell you the last time. Hell, when I was in Oakland, in Oakland, for parts of those three years, I think the most fans we got in those parts of three years was when we played the Red Sox, and a lot of people were Red Sox fans. Sure. And um, and when we played the Cubs in '16, when they won the World Series, and like it wasn't over half, it wasn't of, over, over half of the stadium was blue. Right, right. No, in I, Oakland. I know. Trust so, me. I'm a, I, so I, look, I'm an Orioles fan. I went through some dark years last couple of years. Oh, dude, even with hey, the, even even with them, like in uh, when the Red Sox and the Yankees come to town, I, I've gone through some dark years. Well, even even in like '16, man, we played the Orioles because I remember because that was one of the last times I played Adam. And uh, and uh, I remember we played them on a weekend series, dude, and and they beat us two out of three, I think. And um, in the ninth, we were losing, and their side of the stadium in Oakland was standing up doing the uh, yeah. the ninth inning. Uh, it's insane. O-chan. It's insane. It's insane. In Oakland. No, I I feel you. I, so, I, I understand. So, yeah, down here, dude. Yeah, down here, man, it's 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 different. They're more passionate about it now. They they do have they do have a little more aggression because most of the time after the <laughs> right. game, everybody's hammered. Right, like right. You got but, a little more more safety issues. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Like for yeah. us, like you have to kind of be aware. I'm way more aware when my wife's with me than anything, mm. um, because um, I don't I don't truly like being grabbed and pulled sure. on uh, for photos and stuff. Um, but when, when, you know, when you have your, your significant other and your kids around and you got people bumping into them or, or trying to grab onto them and that's when, you know, any, anybody would take that person. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No matter where you're at. Yeah. 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 So you have to be a little aware down here, but at the end of the day, man, any given game you go to down in this league or the summer league. So it's a lot more passionate and involved than, uh, the big league games for sure. Let me ask you this because um, I want to I want to make sure we have enough time. We we talked a lot, and we'll kind of make sure that the interview goes uh, in order. But I want to I want to ask you not not necessarily about how you're feeling because we know how you're feeling uh, today, and, and you're playing, and, and you're happy, and you got your support system around you. I do want to ask throughout kind of historical history, it always seems like a person will have to be the guy that kind of steps over the hill first, makes the stand, and then has to wait for society to kind of catch up, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so all of the arrows and kind of the difficult days that you took initially when you made your stand for social justice in MLB, people would look at it now and say, well, of course, like everybody's taking a knee. Everybody's, you know what I mean? They they don't fully understand that society had to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like now society is, has, has caught up and in a little bit more justification when you look through, like you knew, you always knew what you were doing was the right thing to do. But mm-hmm. now it seems like it's in vogue to say it's the right thing to do after 2020 and George Floyd and all kinds of things. Do you, do you feel like now people are, are getting it or do there still like still a ways to go? Uh, I mean, we got forever and a day to go, dude. Right. Just to, just to be honest with you. Um, I think with the, with the, the tension 
with the tension three years afterwards where everybody, you know, took a knee opening day and this, that, and the other. Um, I think there were so many people in the game of baseball that were indifferent about it. And with in light of the situations that were going on in America, I feel like in that moment, baseball allowed it to happen so they would take less heat. Um, it's, it's kind of a lesser of two evils. You know, it's end of the day, they won't have to deal with the uproar of the players. But also at the same time, when if they needed something from the players, they can be like, well, we let you guys do this at this point in time. So, you know, I think it was a – I think they did it for a gain of function down the road. Um, mm -hmm. You know, nothing is what it seems in the world we live in, especially in a business like this. And uh, I don't I don't think there was any validity behind it from our ownership or from the game of baseball. Um, they tend to, just like any other super wealthy business, um, they tend to throw money at things instead of actually investing time and in, in actually caring. Mm -hmm. um, they'll find somebody who truly cares about it that could be a vet, a leader, whatever. And uh, they'll throw money at them and let them take care of it and then go about their business. That mm -hmm. way, at some point in time, if somebody tries to say something like, oh, we care, we gave them $30 million or oh, we care because we helped them facilitate this. We're like, no, you didn't care. You didn't really care about it. You could just you just did that so people would stop asking you. Right. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm a realist when it comes to, to this topic, but um, I don't truly see a whole lot changing. Um, I see more black talent coming up through the, the high school, college era, just because I feel like a lot of, uh, baseball is advancing in the world, just training wise, uh, facility wise, like in, in especially more urban areas and this and the other. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to major league baseball as an organization, I don't think any change has been made. Mm -hmm. Um, there has been no progress. Um, the numbers since the numbers, even since 20 have gone down you know, in the last two years mm -hmm. um, of black <laughs> representation. And there hasn't been any more coaches being hired. Um, there's no, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, yeah. Like, there, there's no, end of the day, like, I don't, end of the day, there's, there's since then, it, there's been no, to me, there's mm -hmm. been no progress. Can I, let me ask this in this way. Do, do people, has, do people treat you differently in the sense that people that you know that may have been a little bit more hostile to you three years later down the road, four years later, do, do they look at you and say, you know what, Bruce, you were right about this? Um, to be honest with you, my friends from, and this is just, we're being completely honest here. The friends that I had in 17 before I took a knee, I do not have now. Um, long story short, during that time period, I was left out to dry by a lot of people, mm -hmm. uh, friends, uh, coworkers, whatever, whatever you want to call them. So I kind of revamped, like I have my small circle of people that I, that I deal with daily. Um, but at the same time, I've, I've lost a lot of people that I used to call friends in and out of the game because of that. Mm. 
Um, so now, you know, I'm surrounded by people that the, the right team of people that are actually ride or die friends. They understood the purpose without judging the exterior action. Um, and so I'm very, very thankful for, for weeding out those type of people around me because I don't think I'd be the person I am today or where I am today with myself and with my surroundings, if that wouldn't have happened. No. And you, and it's interesting because I do think people like situations allow people to reveal themselves, especially mm -hmm. in your life in certain ways in my life, I know. And it's a lot of things that would seem to be innocuous, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, we were talking a little while ago, and I told you uh, I played baseball, and oftentimes those were some of my best friends. I was the only black guy on the team. And certain things that would happen that later in life, as we have all got out of the game and got mature and got into adulthood, but, mm -hmm. you know, we wouldn't even think of certain things um, as being um, biased or motivated racially that now as a black man with a black wife and a black child I'm sitting here and I'm like, yo, like it, it, it just the way that you describe it hits home for me. And I'm mm -hmm. sure it hits home for a lot of folks. That's like, are those people like, were they almost friends out of convenience or were they friends out of proximity? You know what I mean? But clearly yeah. our value systems have changed as we've matured and got older and gotten a better knowledge of self, as I would say. And it's, well, it's, it's okay. No, no, no. It's, it's, I was saying like, and me, my wife and I have talked about this, and my, my, my dad and I have talked about this. People don't have a problem with things when it doesn't affect them. And so when, when they're forced to confront something that, you know, those, those type of situations, like you said, reveal what people truly care about. And so it's like a lot of those people, they, don't, they didn't think about it when they were younger when they're friends with you, they don't think about it because it doesn't affect them. Mm -hmm. But as you become an adult and you have your own family and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah you're no longer <laughs> teammates. You guys have jobs. Like when you ask somebody, wait, like, do you not have an issue with that? Now they're actually really forced to think about that response. And what they're going to do is respond in their most natural way. Well, it doesn't have anything to do with me. So I'm indifferent, you know, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. That's what that, I mean. That's what that's what happens. Like I was yep. taught to see everything and and care about people, like not necessarily like you don't have to. It doesn't have to affect you for you to care and be a decent human being. Um, and that's what, I mean. Those type of situations really weed out, you know, how people really are. You're a bit of a of a baseball historian, and 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 a, and and you've I know <clears throat> that you've gone through your own personal journey, learning more about history and what other people have gone through in, in comparison. Do you kind of put in perspective or is it kind of something that you don't think about, but have you put in perspective kind of that the actions that you took and everything that happens after that will be talked about in a historical context? Like, does that, or does that kind of freak you out that it's like, you know, this is some real history type stuff in real time. Um, I haven't I haven't really thought about it just because I think it's because I still have my cleats on. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I'm also, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm also pretty, um, quite removed from, mm -hmm. you know, the baseball in America. So I don't even spend a lot of time at home in general, um, because I'm always out of the country playing. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of removed that reality of my life, um, for the moment. And it's, <laughs> and it, well, I mean, it's for, it really is though. I'm down here. Sure in Mexico being embraced by a different culture and being etched into, into their, their history books for, for my continued performance and mm -hmm. the difference that I make down here. And so, um, I personally don't think about it in that aspect because it's not a topic that it's not a topic that brings me joy because mm -hmm. of, because of the results. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally thought the result would be different. I didn't think it would lead for me having to go play baseball in another country to pay mm -hmm. my bills. Uh, sure. Um, but at the same time, I would do it over again, um, because of what I did it for and who I did it for, mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day. And so, um, I don't think about it in that context and I really don't, uh, because I don't feel I don't feel like at this moment in time, anybody else thinks about it in that manner. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I feel like everybody <laughs> looks at me for the most part and thinks I'm a problematic player. Mm -hmm. and I'm a controversial player, which I mean, if, if I'm going to be that because you don't, you choose not to, to view what I did and why as more important than what everybody else is saying on the surface, then I mean, I don't, I'm not going to waste my time trying to correct you right. or convince you. Otherwise I'm just going to continue playing my game and doing what I do. So yeah, I don't, I don't think about it that way. It, it is cool. That, like my dad says that stuff sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, cause, I, well, I'm sure there's a balance of like, cause you, again, like you said, you still have your cleats on. You're about to play a playoff series. You're in it every day playing excite, you know, yeah. playing top level baseball. And so I, I, there's a part of it that's like, oh, this is cool. And I'm sure there's a part of it that would be like, if you thought about it too long, it might freak you out, right? Like, it might just be, like, weird. Yeah. Well, it's just – but it's also, like, it's, like, nothing – and this is from my personal perspective, but I don't think anything has changed right. from that action. So, Jackie Robinson crosses the barrier – and look what happens. Now we have Latin, black, Asian, all type of people playing the game of baseball and mm -hmm. being able to make that journey to the major leagues. So positivity and change came after the fact. Mm -hmm. Until things change, I don't think I'll truly feel like in the in the way that you're speaking speaking yeah. of, I'm not gonna feel like that is something of quote unquote positive history. Because the change that is that is wanted and needed that to follow is not present. You know what I'm saying? No, I a hundred percent know what you're saying. I'm going to push back on you a little bit with with that, but I also think you and I both will agree that time will tell. Um, history is written years later by the Correct. you know what I mean by the people that are writing the history books. And so, you know, even when we're talking about, you know, Jackie Robinson and, and those types of actions and players, and, and those are those are lines there, you know, the 
you know, Fleetwoods and people that played before the before the six year band. So it's like, you know, there's <laughs> the, depends on where you where, where people's knowledge base are and when they start. Ultimately, like Correct. you said, I think ultimately what you're saying, and I agree with, is we're gonna have to look. Hopefully, both of us will still be alive and well years down the road and start to see when we start to see some of that change, they will be these kind of, you know, divots, right? These divots of this happened here and this happened here and this happened here. So, um, but I, I, that's, that's the only thing I will say because it it, it will be a significant when, if we get to where we want to go, right. You and I both and the black baseball mixtape and all of our, uh, all fans of black baseball and black plays baseball players. If we get to where we want to go, it will be a, a a mark that we said this this is here, and I think I think that's pretty cool. Um, let me ask you this before we get you out of here. You've been very generous with your time, and uh, you've been awesome, Bruce. Awesome to talk to you. It's it, it's been uh, a lot of fun. You've mentioned a couple of things that I just want to uh, like reinforce um, that we have to see. For, for this to work the way that we want to in the future, we have to see players that look like us, and those players do have to give back. You've mentioned a couple of times just the players that you've known, players you've worked with in certain series, uh, the community service you're doing in Mexico. How Like your give back, how did, how did it start for you? How did you really um, hammer in kind of in your values that giving back to the game is, is something that you wanted to do? Um, well, ever since college, I love, I just love kids. Um, I love kids cause I feel like kids, A, are a good judge of character, but at the same time, kids for me, the guy, the kids I've taught either here in Mexico or in the States or whatever, they look at us as we're, we're superheroes, man. Like it's the most like genuine, it's the most genuine, exciting thing about playing a professional sport. It's because the city you play in, regardless if you play twice a week or you play every day or whatever, like these kids, all they see is a major league baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to you, to them, you are elite. Just like you don't, you don't have to talk. You can show up in a Jersey and they're just like, yep, they're infatuated with you. And so I've learned as a, as a college player and then as a professional like these kids just want to learn and they want that influence. So I I thoroughly enjoy working with kids uh, because I've been blessed down here to be a main player on, on, on the teams that I've played for and a popular player. But at the same time to be able to show up to these kids practices or to be able to be one of their coaches for one of their games on the weekends with their team Jersey on this and the other, I think, I think there's no more for me. That's just genuine happiness. It, it really is. Like I, I don't, I have zero problem with taking time out of my day to go work with kids. Um, if I have it, I'm. I, if I have the time and I'm rested, I'm down. Like I love doing it because an hour working with these kids could change some of those kids' whole lives. That's absolutely um, true. That's absolutely well, true. and it, and it's and all they want is your they all they want is your attention. All they want is an hour of your time just to work with them, to sign their glove, to take a photo with them, to teach them how to hit a ball a little better, 
or honestly just to show i had a one kid in the city my city in the summer um i surprised them at a, a team at their game or whatever and i had one kid come up to me he like tackled me and he's like eight years old nine years old and his mom spoke i, I speak spanish but he told me and his mom told me he was like you just made his whole year and i was like what do you mean he was like he didn't know if you were going to come back to watch you guys the, the games anymore because your guys' season started and I was like, well, we play tonight. I said, but I got up early to make sure I showed up to this game because this specific team was the first team I worked for, I worked with in this city like three years ago, four years That's ago. awesome. That's awesome. And so, um, but it's like things like that. Like it's, 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 I mean, honestly, it helps me remind myself that at the end of the day, no matter how good or bad, I'm a human. And, and I'm not a, I'm not a, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yep. Those are those are like humanity moments, That's like awesome. where where yes I'm wearing a jersey but I'm not on the field I'm still a person, and so it's I love those things. That's where I'm genuinely like, and I've taken my wife a few times to to, to these these events with these kids and stuff. But it's like I'm genuinely smiling. I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm content. Like in those moments because on the field. I'm very serious. I have a very resting, like, like fuck you face, but it's because, well, it's because I'm, I'm con like, I'm, Right, I've you're got concentrate. so many You're things, serious. It's a game. It's your. but that's It's my life. mantra Yeah, yeah, when I'm playing. yeah. Yeah. I'm very serious. So seeing me in that light is different for a lot of people. And it's, I, I, I mean, it's like one of my favorite places to be is on the field with kids. So. Bruce, that is awesome. This is the last. We'll get you out of here on a couple of rapid fire questions that I have to ask all of my guests. This is all fun. Shake it out. This is all gonna be fun stuff. Let's go. All right. Living or dead. Living or dead. You can face. Any pitcher you want to face, who do you face? Who is the pitcher, living or dead, that you want to step in the box and take some hacks off of? Oh, Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, Satchel Page. good one. I want, Good I want it one. because, dude, I have his Kansas City Monarchs jersey in my room. at the house and ever since i was a kid my dad got that for me ever since i was a kid i was like dude this is the one person i've in if even in my dreams i would That's love awesome. to step in the box and face him Uh, how do you think you do? terrible <laughs> um, you can only go to one concert for the rest of your life. Who, who do you who do you go see? Live, live concert. oh easy mj michael jackson Really? Easy. How Uh, did his, that happen? uh, his, uh, Michael Jackson, his, Wow. uh, his last concert before he passed with his brothers, with the reunion of Jackson five, Chris Tucker, all those dudes. That is the specific concert I would want to go to. I am su I'm actually su I'm surprised by that one. I'm surprised That dude, by that that one. is dude. That dude is the by far the best and like entertainer. And I just, I grew up. cleaning the kitchen Saturday morning, listening to MJ and all that stuff. Cause my dad, it's that dude's by far my favorite. I don't care what people say. His concerts are second to none. Uh book or movie, what's the best one you've like read or watched over the last year? Uh, well, 
I mean, it's two different categories. The book. Um, oh, it was some. I, I didn't want to. Be, some people don't read as much, or don't, you know what I mean. I just whatever one I, you think is best. It, it takes me a lot to read books, but uh, the <laughs> book, the the book. Uh, what, hey, what's the book um, about Kobe and MJ? The the men, the mental book. Mamba mentality. Super, no, the super popular one. Um, no, the one talking about uh, God. The Last Dance, uh, the series. Yeah. It's no, no. It's, it doesn't have specifically. It's the the trainer, the the trainer that dealt with Kobe, MJ. Uh, oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. it's a mental book. It's a. I got it on my phone. All right, I'm it's, gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Anyways, um, so that book, that book, it's, okay. uh, um, that book, and then movie wise, I I don't. I mean, I, I we we watch a lot of movies actually, but um, I don't really have any specific okay. movies no um for for the most part. Um, so, but the, the book is relentless. That one. Okay. Okay. All one right. of the most hard it's, it's for athletes or people that, that have trouble, um, with any type of mental preparation or fortitude when it comes to work, life, whatever, that book is elite and it's extreme in some parts, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's enlightening for when it comes to, um, being able to bet on yourself but also at the same time believe in yourself yeah no i got it all right last one if you were not play if you were not lacing up the cleats and playing baseball freaks maxwell would be doing what as a profession as a career if i wasn't a baseball player honestly i'd probably be a football player Ah, just full I, athletes. I would full. I would full on be. I would have taken to football. Um, if baseball was never a thing, I would have definitely taken to football. Just from a size standpoint, and all in all, just I, I didn't like basketball too much. I left that one to my sister. <laughs> uh, my feet are too big to play soccer. <laughs> And uh, but I'm a, I'm a, I mean I'm a big guy and I and I personally I love football I just never played it because I was so tied into baseball. I I noticed the World Baseball Classic uh, Deutschland sweatshirt. You are you you're playing for Team Germany? Uh no I did. You did? Uh, okay. We lost we lost in the qualifier. Uh, How was that experience? Past. Uh, it's my second time doing it. So okay. but this time was pretty awesome because it was actually in Germany. It was in Regensburg, Germany, mm-hmm. um, and that was the first time I had been back to Germany since I was born there, since I was a baby, and so it was pretty awesome over there. Um, I have a good following over there too. Nice, um, but it's it's pretty cool to play for um, play for a country, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm like, I'll never. I know I'll never play for the U.S. Yeah. Uh, we have the way the way they just do it, like they play with current big leaguers, and yep. clearly I'm not a current big leaguer. Um, but our catching catching uh, what you call is pretty stacked, so it's not it's very unlikely for me to play for us. But uh, playing for Germany is awesome, man. They they treat me well. Uh, the fan base is pretty dope. Uh, Baseball is not like a super huge thing over in Germany, okay. um, but uh, it's always. It's always super fun and it's uh, competitive. So I love it, dude. Ultimate. All right. Ultimately, last thing, the absolute last thing, just because just because you mentioned uh, your wife and your support system a couple of times, what you were saying is there mm-hmm. in Mexico. Just talk to me about look, brag on your wife a little bit and talk to me what it's like 
uh, what it feels like to have like a, just a strong support system when whenever you're doing anything. Obviously, playing pro ball uh, in another country or playing overseas, I, I know it feels like home now, but uh, it, it's very obvious that you and your wife have a, a strong bond. You mentioned her a couple times, so brag about your wife and tell us what it, what how important it is to have a support system while you're doing what you're doing. Uh, it's everything, honestly. Um, fortunately, we have the she has the ability to um, travel with me and be around mm-hmm. uh, through all these great events and, and activities, good and bad, um, and still be able to work and still uh, do her thing uh, back in the States. Um, the support system, dude, is super important, especially for, um, I mean, especially for me. It's something that's wavered in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, it's been very um, conditional, um, especially outside of, you know, like my family. Um, and so to find somebody who, who has your best interest at heart and is willing to either a put their foot in your ass when you need it, <laughs> even though you might not see it at the well at the time because they do have their best interest in you, or to be able to to remind you and to show you actually um, how important you are as a person to to them. Um, it's very big because as athletes, I do feel like um, when we stop playing or we walk away from the field. I feel like a lot of us, majority of us, lose a sense of importance for with ourselves uh, because we're no longer on the field producing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're no longer having fans asking to take pictures with us. And so I feel like that is something that we all struggle with. Um, And so she does a very good job of making me feel like I'm even as a person, I'm enough and I'm important. And so I think those things are very huge, especially, you know, I'm, I'm getting older and uh, and and just we're thinking about different things in life now. It's not just just thinking about baseball every day. Um, and so being able to have a partner like that and um, that allows you to be yourself on and off the field and know that that uh, you're secure with your person is something that you can't really be replaced, man. It's it's very it's very big. It's very needed. It's, it's, it's a strong, strong bond and support system that, that really gets us through the everyday grind of what we do. That is awesome. And I'm so, so glad that you have it. You, you know, you found it and you're able to carry it with you. Bruce, I wish you nothing but the absolute best as you go through, look, this week you're going to be back on playoff baseball at the end of oh, this yeah. week. Uh, and then as you go through the rest of the season, I'm going to be following. I looked at your Twitter. You freaked me out when I didn't know how bilingual you were, but you were doing full interviews in Spanish. And I was like, this brother is making, is making it happen out here. Dude, I've been, I've so, been learning, man. I've been man, learning. Like, I, I, uh, I love the language. So I, I wish you the, the absolute best. I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on the Black Baseball Mixtape. We will be following – as you you go through uh, the rest of the playoffs and obviously uh, the rest of your, of your baseball journey, um, I, I I can't thank you enough. You you've been on my dream list. You're going to be the first interview of 2023. I really really appreciate it. And like I said, the last thing I'll say is without like getting too philosophical, um, when it's all said and done, Bruce what you've done for me and what you've done for my, my son who's eight, who plays the game and maybe even his son 
who, you know, ultimately when he has one and, and hopefully that that young man will play the game as well. Um, it can't be overstated and it will not be overlooked. And it will be something that I hope, you know, people that we haven't met each other from a can of paint uh, until we started talking about coming on the podcast uh, already have had a lifelong lasting impact on me. So I love you, brother. I appreciate it. And I wish you nothing but the best, my man. I appreciate the invite and the kind words, my man. I love you too. And uh love, dude, I'm telling you, if you need anything, if it comes to you to the to the community. Oh I man, look, we got we got the, text. We're on text yeah. now. We good. We Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, so we gonna just, make it happen. Yeah, just hit me up. And um honestly, man, if you even if you need any help getting another guest, uh I, I I've got contacts for a lot of uh people that look like us. So we're going we're gonna to make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Brees Maxwell. Make sure you follow him. This is the Black Baseball Mixtape. Uh, until next time, we see it.